to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game t podcast my name is jp i'm peaches i'm zach who goes third i guess you do today (laughs) okay so uh today's episode is actually going to be a little bit strange um we are going to be talking a lot about blizzard today and i know that that might make some people super excited but it's not (laughs) particularly good news it's absolutely terrible news and we are talking about it because it's a big problem and it's our duty as um, whatever we are commentators <laughs> i guess news facilitators i guess and we're trying to give it to you trying to give you our thoughts on it and we are trying to be um understanding and compassionate for our fan base as well mm-hmm. and just let you guys know what's going on so it, uh, we're kind of breaking up the episode weird today because we haven't even gotten to itinerary, but we do need to include a little bit of what Peaches has referred to as a trigger warning for this episode. We are going to be talking about some dealings with Blizzard that have some sensitive issues to them, including like rape jokes, suicide jokes, sexual harassment, things like that. So if you don't want to listen to that, this might not be the episode for you. But if you're interested in hearing about that, and we will have more uplifting news later in the episode, that's pretty much what we're doing today. So so if you don't listen to this one, because of that, we totally understand. We still love and support you. We're just doing our job. (laughs) We're going to tell you just how awful it is and why there are pieces of shit. I don't have a funny segue out of that. I don't think there's a funny segue to that. No, there's there's not a good, uh, there's not a fun way to segue this. Let's just get right into our uh, itinerary, I suppose, yeah? Yeah. Sure. So- uh, peaches, take itinerary. <laughs> All right. Um, today on the podcast, we are talking about Blizzard is even worse than you may think. New World patches the game to stop bricking 3090s. EA is reviving Dead Space four years after closing the original developer. And we got some quick takes. All right. With that said, so let's just go ahead and get to it. Uh, This is coming to us from Boomer Glaw. Bloomberg Law. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what I thought it was. All right. This is coming to us from Bloomberg Law. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I I said. (laughs) I'm going to try it again. I mean, you could, if you want to do the NPR one, I got both. Oh, no, we're keeping that. No, we really shouldn't. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> All right. So, Zach, what the fuck is going on? Our first article is coming to us from Bloomberg Law. It is headlined by that Activision Blizzard is sued over frat boy culture and harassment. It was written by Maeve Alsop. Uh, so to quickly disseminate this here page, uh, Blizzard is being sued 
If you didn't know what the frat boy culture would entail, that entails sexual harassment, unequal pay, retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. This is not just an accusation. This is a two-year, um, I almost, I don't want to call it a study, but somebody, you know, it was an undercover thing. Like, they figured this out. And um, the company discriminated against female employees in terms of conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotions, and termination. On top of that, company leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment, and retaliation. So right there, there is no debate. These are just the facts. Like, this has been proven. Um, it's it's kind of vague and all over the place, though. Like, I think... I don't know. I think when you make these type of accusations, like, it's so easy for people to brush it off. Like, okay, well, come on. What does that even mean? What's interesting, Zach, is did you read further into the article where it talks about that woman who took her own life for experiencing that sexual harassment in this type of environment? Yes, I did hear about that. And, um, ow. It's essentially terrible. Essentially, they had a female employee who was on a quote-unquote business trip with a male co-worker who had taken her own life during this, like, I don't know what they were at. If it was, like, a convention or just some type of work meeting, I don't know. But she, like, took her own life. And apparently, part of the reason she did it, according to what they were saying from the lawsuit, is from over a year worth of sexual harassment occurring at Blizzard where, like, this goes beyond harassment even, like, sexual banter, openly joking about rape, which is just plain not okay, and on top of that, apparently, nude photos of her was, like, spread around the office, and they didn't do anything about it. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, and... That's insane. The the thing is, like, I'm, this, this is completely unjustifiable like this is absolutely unacceptable and the the worst part is like this is just how it is in the industry apparently i was listening to a stream with alana pierce and she said like this is extremely common like this is apparently the norm in the gaming industry now she currently works at santa monica studios who's developing uh the next god of war and she says that it's not like that there and yada 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 but she says at previous places she's worked, like IGN, Rooster Teeth, and you know various like gaming uh, outlets. She described it in her words as uh, a bunch of nerds that got a cool job and now and think they're hot shit. I want to believe that gaming in itself is becoming more inclusive, and for the most part, I believe that that is true. But gaming can also still kind of feels like can feel like a guys' club, right? Where sometimes women get excluded from these now there's a lot of different factors that play into that whether that be like who the roles are in these main games or like you know the demographic of people who play video games but the discrimination of women who actually want to work in the industry like that's disgusting it's really hard to talk about the worst thing is i think just how much detail is in this like it is vivid in the description of all the sexual harassment, sexual assault. And I think a lot of people just were unaware of how bad it is. Like, even though there's been plenty of uh, red flags to show that this has been going on for a long time, 
but a lot of people are waking up to it just now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I really want to take it back. JP, you said this is a common problem in the industry. Peaches, you, uh, and we all agree with that. We talked about Ubisoft, who had similar circumstances. I didn't remember... CD Riot Project. Games also had the... Uh, I don't know about CD Projekt Red, but I do know Riot Games had the same issue. Riot Games. Like Alana Pierce is saying, you know that more of this is going on. And like JP and us have talked about, it's kind of like... It's a frat boy culture um, kind of mindset. And Blizzard's the one who got caught this time. And they got really caught. And I'm hoping that this sends a shockwave through the industry... Um, so I want to keep going. So JP talked about the girl who took her life. It wasn't like secret, like stuff. They did things like cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and engage in inappropriate behavior toward female employees. Holy shit. Like, that's just like, I can't imagine going to work and getting absolutely plastered and harassing people and that being okay. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, this is all like this is all just icing on the cake of like uh, all the unequal pay and unequal like hiring conditions and just environment in general. You know, it's just it, it makes you feel so terrible for all the women that are trying to make it in the industry. And, you know, I'm so incredibly happy that a lot of peers, for example, found a place where she doesn't where she feels like the game development and who you are and the talent you bring to the team is what comes first over, you know, what your gender is. But it's so sad to hear that it's not like that in most of the industry. And even the names that she brought up, like, obviously I don't give two shits about IGN, but like Rooster Teeth, like that's really sad to hear. Yeah, I mean, the Rooster Teeth, like there was a big blowback against Rooster Teeth a few years ago and I, don't remember a lot of the details i didn't look super i didn't look too much into that because i wasn't super interested in rooster teeth at the time but i do remember seeing a lot of blowback against rooster teeth because of uh like sexual harassment sexual assault stuff in the workplace and i mean yeah like the reason that for those that don't know like rooster teeth is a like gaming outlet i guess they, they make a lot of content that's related to gaming like they do red versus blue which is um you know like a halo um, they go into Halo and they make videos that are supposed to be funny or tell a story, what have you. Right. And they do a bunch of other stuff that I don't really care about. But um, Rooster Teeth was a big one that people didn't see coming just because of, uh, I guess, how cool the entire like group of guys seemed. But, I mean, it just goes to show you that it really, like, it can and does happen all over the place. And it's depressing. So Blizzard was caught in the crosshairs for all of this. Now, it's important to know that this isn't these aren't isolated events like Blizzard is being called out on years, decades of this type of mistreatment towards women. So the first question that people had on their mind when they were starting to finally hear about this news as it really comes to light and as more people are talking about it is what was Blizzard's reaction to this what did blizzard do to put the public's mind at ease like this is the moment where they could have done a couple of things they could have gone the good route now i know it's hard to imagine that there's a good route but there is there is they could have made promises and a game plan on how they plan on fixing this 
They could have made a public statement with an apology. They could have, you know, explained how they wanted to be the precedent and how to better themselves and therefore better the industry so that it's inclusive towards everybody, no matter what race, gender, sex, whatever, anything you are. They didn't really do that. Instead, they pretty much just brushed the whole thing under the rug with like typical businessman jargon, right? I got a um, separate point to make here. Uh, that's kind of, well, it's kind of related to like Blizzard's response if we want to get to that. Uh, just just go for it. There's way too many articles to try and sort through here. I'm getting lost. All right. So uh, one of Blizzard's responses, they ha- their lawyers responded to like the California's like DFEH. And, you know, <laughs> their lawyers essentially said, I-, I mean, I can't believe you're bringing up this woman's suicide to paint a picture of our company. Like, that's that's just so wrong that you'd bring up a suicide that was directly because of how a person was treated in our workplace. They didn't say that part. That's my added well, take to it. Like, yeah, they, but they, that's what they're essentially saying. It's just, I, I understand that the lawyer's job is to cover for the company, but the the take of like, the, the, essentially their, their take is that the DEFEH has no business interfering in uh blizzard's business right now because they they say that they're doing nothing wrong and that them bringing up the suicide is unreasonable even though the suicide is directly because of shit that was happening inside the company well that's exactly where the scumminess is coming from is because blizzard is not making any plans or like any statements on how they're gonna fix the culture like i said right it's like them trying to brush everything under the rug, them trying to play it all off. And it's really fucking scummy. And I know that anybody with any sense of rationality whatsoever would listen to what that lawyer said and go, that's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. To go, well, where's your evidence? Oh, that evidence? Well, you can't count that evidence. And Peaches, that was, uh, was that Fran Townsend? Oh, uh, what's up? Was that Fran Townsend who said that one? Um, I've read a lot of articles on this, and that's just one of the quotes that I read from their lawyers. It could it could have been from all sorts of different places. In an internal email, chief compliance officer, so I'm assuming that's not lawyer. Uh, Fran Townsend also said the suit presented a distorted and untrue picture of Activision Blizzard and criticized it for including factually incorrect, old, and out-of-context stories. Um... I again think that just goes back to they got caught um, a bunch of their internal emails got leaked probably from employees who were upset um, from President J. Allen Brack and Activision President Rob Kostich, Uh they struck a different uh, tone calling the behavior in the lawsuit unacceptable disturbing and although neither actually said that this behavior has occurred in the company hmm um, so yeah, they are in full denial mode and trying to save face. Um, we talked about how this is a gender-wide issue. You talked about how Riot Games had a very sender, similar uh, gender discrimination settlement. Um, it's pretty fucked up. Um, so there was a high road like JP was getting at. There's the low road, which is just complete denial, actually making it so the people who are coming forward are liars and being rude, which is what Activision Blizzard, you could argue their lawyers have to do that. Uh, You could argue that they could just say no comment and not shit on someone who took their own life. Um, 
and make it into a publicity stunt. But that's neither here nor there. Chris Metzen, who no longer worked at Blizzard when this has not been working at Blizzard for the past two and a half years, um, and Mike Morheim, who was a co-founder of Blizzard, um, both of them no longer work there, but they had worked there for 20 years. And I think Mike Morheim stepped down five-ish years ago and Chris Metzen three or four years ago. Um, and they both had things to say, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase. Um, but basically, Chris Metzen said, we failed and I'm sorry to all of you at Blizzard. Those of you who I know, those of you who I've never met, I offer you my very deepest apologies for the part I played in a culture that fostered harassment, inequality, and indifference. Which is... That's that's the high road. That may um, be the high road, but here... I mean, Blizzard's still in this position where they're on the defense. So you've got this story of all of these terrible things happening. Blizzard on the defense, but then an even weirder part of this entire puzzle was what the employees who are currently working for Blizzard had to say. We've actually got another article here from PC Gamer. Zach, did you so want to get into that one Did you want me bit? just to stop with the Chris Metzen one? Because I was in the middle of that, and then you were just like, you said oh, ran something else. No, I'm sorry. You can keep going. Okay. Um, uh, just, yeah. Um, Chris Metzen and Mike Morham said just that, hey, like, actually, we were a part of this too, even though we haven't been in the company for the past five years, and they arguably could get out of this for the most part they wouldn't have any legal issues they're saying clearly we were a part of this because we were the leaders of blizzard and the people we left in charge totally dropped the ball um so i think that at least speaks volumes i had an argument with a friend about how like at least they're admitted something's wrong and i was like well now they need to do something about it i'm hopeful to see it something they'll do something about it jp do you want to talk about the people who are doing something about this problem yeah of course so the next piece to this puzzle is like, okay, Blizzard's doing a bunch of big company shenanigans where they're on the defense, their lawyers are being fucking twats. Um, but then, out of the blue, over 20 current employees, including the lead World of Warcraft devs, are speaking out against their company, which is included in a completely different article um, from PCGamer.com by Steve or Tyler Wilde and Steven Messner. So essentially... All these allegations are coming out. Blizzard's on the defense. The lawyers are pushing back. But then, I mean, irrefutably, all of these employees are starting to come forward, too, who were probably just as, like, you know, upset about the culture as anybody else and who weren't buying into it to speak on how pissed off they were that all of these things are going on. Like, we have a bunch of different tweets from all the devs we have just a bunch of different stories different anecdotes different moments that they wanted to speak on and uh jp do you want me to talk about what muffan said on twitter sure uh so one of the employees uh lead game designer jeremy fiesel uh said many of us will not be working today in solidarity with the women that came forward the statements made by activision blizzard do not represent us we believe women and we will continue to strive to do better and hold others accountable Actions speak louder than words. And then narrative designer Steve Danzer kind of summarized, I think, how we at the game tier are feeling. They're going through a mix of outrage and sorrow and hurt. Um, we're sad that this is an issue that keeps happening in the game industry. As gamers, we feel a part of this amazing community, but this amazing community needs to fix its shit. 
Um, we need to treat all people the same, no matter, usually it's what they sound like. When you hear a girl online, don't be a dickhead to her. Um, if you work with a girl, don't be a dickhead to her. Look out for her, just like you would look out for your friends. Um, everybody is human. Look out for each other. Um, guys, I'm really upset with Blizzard. I'm really disappointed and our game industry right now and I'm really kind of down the dumps about it and I know we were dreading this episode because of that is there anything else that you guys want to say to this um I'd like to criticize the uh, Blizzard's lawyer's response a little bit more just just for fun <laughs> yeah let, let's continue to do that because that that makes me feel happy when I can easily tear down a fucking warrior that makes me feel good <laughs> so um just, well, just to get us moved on, I'm just going to bring up this last stupid point that the, they made, and then we can get on to less depressing and heavy topics. I would really like that. <laughs> um, so, one of the things they said, and this was, they were saying this to the DFEH, the group, the the uh, peop- the government board that is investigating them for all of these. I mean, let's just call it as like crimes. Like, just these are these are crimes. Um, said it is this type of irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's businesses out of California. And I just want to say what total fucking horse shit that response is like your, your company is abusing women and you're going to come out and be like, how dare these people investigate us for doing something wrong? What what is with the government all in our business for committing crimes? I mean, are you serious? I just wh- what the fuck is this a response to the C- uh, the DFEH? And I think with that, I, I'm uh, it's, I'm ready to move on. Here's the thing: I bet those lawyers knew they were fighting a losing battle. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, well, because, like, this is the same company that laid off, like, 800 people when they had record profits in, like, 2019. Like, don't get, don't even fucking, like, go after the, the government board that's investigating you about driving businesses out. You, you guys are one of the scummiest businesses out there for no reason at all. It's a, it's a hyper-conservative move, right? It's like, you know... It's like the whole defend the business thing that pisses me off. It's like, oh, well, I guess we're just going to, you know, let this company suffer, drive them out of California and lose profit. How does that make you feel? It's like, I don't give two shits about your fucking profit. Yeah, I mean, like what? Like the, the company clearly does not care about the people that are lower than the executive. Right. Like they, they didn't lay off 800 people exactly. when they had record profits because they, they, you know, because they were struggling. They wanted bigger checks for those executives and higher ups and absolutely fuck them for that. Absolutely. And um, I mean, there's there's all sorts of other things in this. Like there's you know, there's gender pay gap at uh, Blizzard. There's discrimination and promotions. There's like men that are delegating their work to women in the office while they just fuck off and go play video games like it is an unequal like work environment women are being mistreated and this is exactly what a government body is there to do is to investigate and fix this type of behavior in business like <laughs> what a fucking stupid comment to send to that government body and it I, oh. 
it drives me up a wall. I I really do hate corporate businessman jargon and the mindset. I used to be one of these corporate fucking stooges. I understand exactly how they think. It's it's so fucking scummy. It really is. Do you want to reword right. that? I used to be a corporate stooge. I did used to be a corporate stooge. What does that mean, JP? I was a project engineer for two years on a construction site. I can't talk much about the project I was on because I signed a non-disclosure agreement, but it was my job to, like, I looked at every single person's production for the day, and I saw, like, how much money we were paying them versus how much money, like, they made the company, and we would use that data to essentially, like, decide what to do with employees. Like, it was so, I felt so scummy at the end of every day worth of work. It was horrible. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can yeah. we go? Can we move on? <laughs> we're, we're, I don't think that makes you a stooge. <laughs> that was different. I mean, I think JP's point was more like he uh, he initially was in the mindset like where these corporate guys are coming from, but he's moved past that. It's, he's a grown. He's a better I understand, person now. I understand these people's... I don't understand the mindset, but I know how they operate. I know that it doesn't matter how much money you fucking make. It's not enough and they are willing to do gross things to people who are loyal to the company to get more of it is what my fucking point is perfect Thank i understand right, it that, i've that seen it that happen up. zach does that make you feel better i just don't want anyone to twist your words that's yeah. all yeah yeah no i, I definitely oh, fucking discriminate do whatever you want to me what are you gonna do <laughs> me no i misunderstood i misunderstood what you were saying but you i got jp's back that's why i want him to clarify because i'm like he doesn't mean what I think he means. <laughs> All right, um, we're done with this. I, I mean, there's going to be more stuff coming out about this. I don't know if we're going to cover it unless it's some sort of justice, like a million people get fired for bullshit and the women get millions of dollars. Yeah. All right, I'm done talking about this. I'm moving on. Yeah. Are you guys with me or what? Yeah. Let's uh, let's get on to the next thing. Uh, I I'll just go ahead and take this one. Um. All right. There's no great way to transition from that. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, New World has been bricking the new 3090 cards. Um, you know those graphics cards that are costing thousands of dollars? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, those ones, those are uh, were previously bricking when playing Amazon's game New World. So... Coming from the article, uh, Amazon responds after reports of its MMO New World is breaking pricey RTX 3090 cards. Coming from Matt Wales at Eurogamer.net. Yesterday, the beta launch of Amazon's much-delayed MMO New World and early gameplay reports have been generally positive. Considerably less positive, however, are the increasing number of posts from players saying New World has successfully managed to brick their pricey RTX 3090 graphics cards. An issue that Amazon has now gone some way to acknowledging on its official support forum. So, yeah, you fucking better acknowledge <laughs> that. Um, they have patched this um, as of a few days ago. So this is no longer a problem. And I believe this, I, I cannot confirm this, but I heard um, that um, NVIDIA is going to be replacing the graphics cards for people who had a graphics card that was bricked while playing New World. Because All 12 it was, of them. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a problem on both ends. The uh, The graphics card was had fans spinning so fast you could take it to space. 
Um, <laughs> your desktop just starts flying. <laughs> I'm just like, come Ooh. back. I need you. Man, Windows 11 is crazy. <laughs> friend, I need you. Um, and yeah, you, I mean, the frame rate you were getting was insane, but that's because the graphics card was working so hard to give you all of the possible frames in the world. So like, right. this wasn't like an instantaneous thing. No, it wasn't like, like some people uh, <laughs> said they started the game up and then their computer black screened. So. Okay. <laughs> See that? I'd be okay. Like, some guy's sitting there staring at, wow, this says 999 frames. It's like computers like burning up. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, are you dumb? Like I would, ma- I would be unplugging that thing ASAP. It's literally that meme of like that Elmo doll like staring off as that explosion is happening in the background. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's literally what people are experiencing. Yeah, so um, I just thought this was a kind of funny story because you don't you don't see this kind of thing all too often. Um, now, do either of you need an explanation as to what bricking something means? Um, I know what it is, but go ahead and explain it to anybody that doesn't know. Sure. Okay. So I uh, hate um. I also know what it is. It's when it breaks. Uh, yeah, but it's like, how does it break? It breaks, JP. Go ahead. Give us the nerd stuff, mister. I like to know all the stuff. Yeah, with pleasure. Ah, crack my neck. Ow, my neck. Here's the thing. Bricking. Now, if you remember, bricking was an issue with the PlayStation 5 when it first launched. So, if like, it's almost an error code. Here's the thing. So, it's like, the reason why you shouldn't unplug electronics while they're updating or doing what whatever is because if you accidentally fuck up the operating system of a piece of hardware, that's what bricking something is. Like, there's an operating system behind, like, all these electronics that have the update that's programmed into the motherboard of these devices. And if you do something to fuck up that operating system, that's it. Like, your computer is literally broken. It has no way of thinking anymore. It has no way to carry out any operations anymore. That's what bricking something is, and that's permanent. There is no way to fix a device once it's been bricked. So, I was right. It's broke. It broke. It broke. I just wanted I wanted people to know how smart I was, okay? JP, uh, okay. You're smart, baby. And pretty. And beautiful. And, uh, oh, don't forget humble. <laughs> all right so peaches you talked about after patch it's all gucci now yeah they put they put a frame rate cap both like the built into the card and that's built into the game now so your brand new thousand dollar two thousand dollar graphics card is not going to take off that is super superb of nvidia for agreeing to do that because they could have easily just put this right onto amazon and being like, we're not doing shit. This is your fault. You fix it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think NVIDIA kind of um, said that it was their fault um, when like this started becoming a, a problem initially. Like, Also initially, New World said that it was not their fault and that it was the fault of uh, NVIDIA. So Amazon instantly, oh. a- Amazon instantly was like, oh, no, 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 that's not on us. Uh, because Amazon doesn't want to have to replace your $2,000 graphics card to however many people that bricked their fucking 
I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Every breath Jeff Jeffrey Bezos takes is literally he makes the amount of money of 20 broken NVIDIA 3090 cards. Oh, come on. That's more than that. Uh, you're probably totally right. We got to learn about. Well, OK, I you, you know what a billion and you, you know what a trillion is. He can send dick rockets into space. OK. What? God, where's going to go with this? Oh, sorry. I probably missed you up when I talked about the dick rockets. No, I missed the myself. Dick Have you heard me talk the past like two seconds? This is why you don't record at 1030 at night. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so uh, we're fine. It's fine. This is supposed to be a this is supposed to be a shorter article, and it still is. But I I mean, obviously, it's to save face and nothing more. But it is good on Amazon and Nvidia for agreeing to get this fixed up. Um, I can't imagine the absolute sheer horror all these gamers felt when their thirty nineties bricked. Yep, it's a bad time. It's a bad time right there. <laughs> it's a bad time right there, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's putting it lightly, but yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Thank you. I need to hear that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tell Zach he's right some more. He needs that. Chris never lets me. Yeah. Oh, Zach's always right. Remember, he's right. the golden boy, so. Thank you. The golden boy. What else do we have for news there, Peaches? Um, Last thing we got is the Dead Space remake, if you want to take this one, JP, because uh, I don't care about yes. Dead Space. Yes, I will. First of all, if you don't care about Dead Space, you're wrong. Okay, now, here's the thing. Peaches, I think you're right. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Czar would be able to do a much better job of this than I would because I'm a moderate Dead Space fan. Like, like on a scale of 1 to 10, how Dead Spacey are you? I'd give it a 6. Like, are you like, what do you call them? Little, uh, little, like, Einsteins? Like a 0, you know? Are you, like, way up there alien, like, Ripley? What is the scale? Yeah, I'm very confused what, at the scale. What is the scale we're working <laughs> just, with here? Just say something spacey, all right? I'm trying to be funny, all right? I'm really stretching I'm, it here. I'm Spock eating a fucking creamsicle. Where on the scale that fits, I'll let you decide. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely above Caveman, but below Futurama. Right. Oh, God, how great is Futurama? <laughs> we can't get too far off topic. We're... <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, Dead Space remake confirmed, and we got a trailer, and the trailer's looking pretty damn good. So, Dead Space is just like your classic sci-fi horror shooter um, developed by EA Motive. Now, it's hard to describe exactly what this game is about without getting into too many spoilers, but the best way I can describe it is it so incredibly successfully matches up the horror genre with great shooting mechanics and incredible atmosphere. Like, if this didn't have all of the horror aspects, I would recommend it to you for sure, Peaches, because I know how much you love, like, the sci-fi space adventure. But this isn't Mass Effect, buddy. This is a fucking horror game. Yeah, um, way back in the day, I think my brother made me watch him play Dead Space, you know, so it's less scary. Did you cry? No, I did. I was I was mostly looking at my phone. I was just there for presence, but I, I, I was aware that it was spooky. When your brother started crying? Oh, no. <laughs> no <'cause laughs> my less, brother started crying. <laughs> it's less spooky if someone else is in the room, you know? Hey, no, who peed in my pants? <laughs> 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 
All right, so, but I mean, like, that it's one of these things where we just don't have a lot of news. It's really cool that the remake is confirmed, and we did get this official teaser trailer, but the teaser trailer obviously doesn't offer a whole lot except the confirmation that this project is happening. I, it's even hard to remark on how the game's gonna look because again, these trailers can be kind of deceptive with that. But I have no doubt, no doubt that they're gonna knock it out of the park with this project. And I am so excited to play these games over again. And if you're remotely a fan of the horror genre, if you like sci-fi, if you like horror, any of that stuff, give this game an honest try. Look at the trailer and get excited with us because it's gonna be fan-fucking-tastic. So All I right, looked at the trailer true. and I just saw I just saw like stuff. Like there wasn't anything there, JP. Let me rain on your parade a bit, okay? <laughs> Alright. That's what I said. That's what I said though, is that this trailer doesn't give you a whole lot to work with. But I need to rain on your parade, okay? So let me do that. Why? Do you need to do that? I think he's got to. It's in the contract. I, again, this is what you guys pay me for, right? You get paid? You're getting paid? Anyways, um, Hey, hey, hold on. <laughs> um, all right, all right, keep going. So EA Motive, um, the article lists a couple things they have worked on. One of those was Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, you know, a decently, I'd say overall positively reviewed multiplayer, like space combat game. Sure, sure. And then they did the single player campaign for Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I have heard overwhelmingly negative reviews of. <laughs> In their defense, so, EA did not make it easy for them. I'm sure they did Fair. not. I've heard horrible things about EA working with developers. Um, you could just so say EA can, in general, but yeah, yeah good, keep going. Um, as well, I think it's important to note that they have said this is a full remake, not a remaster where they're just like upping the textures, adding polygons, etc. Like they are ground up working the like making this game brand new from scratch on the Frostbite engine. Um. And, and I'm that's, about that's it. Interesting. That, that's an interesting idea. Like, I mean, that's that's a lot more work. But I'm curious to see if it leads to an overall better uh, product. Look, here's the thing about Dead Space. It's got the atmosphere and the mechanics down to a fucking T. I feel like the reason... And it's moderately popular, sure. But I feel like the reason it wasn't, like, so incredibly widely accepted is because... The one thing holding it back is I thought its story was kind of booty cakes. I heard that the first one had a really good story, and then the second and third one were not good. That's exactly right. I don't listen to this game, but keep going. (laughs) No, Peaches, that's exactly right. But the takeaway from that is that Dead Space 1 definitely also had the worst mechanics, in my opinion. Sure. And then 2, like, mastered it. And then 3, like kept it going. I mean, they didn't change a lot because why break, why break what's not broken? God, I can't talk. Why fix what's not broken, JP? God damn it. Hey, it's <laughs> um, only 10.30, alright? Um, but yeah, you're right. So, remakes we have seen can be incredibly effective in bringing back the world of these older games. Most recently, we saw how much it changed up the story of Final Fantasy VII in my opinion, for the better, you know, to give you the same world that you love, but with a new story, you know, 
I think that's important and I think it works really well if implemented correctly. I think Dead Space's story was never what made it great. I think its atmosphere and its mechanics were great. If it adds a fantastic story on top of that in a remake, I'm all for it. I think this has the potential to be one of the greats. I really hope it will. And just seeing the hype that people have already brought to the announcement for the remake, I think it might have a shot. Now, and like, let's just uh, real quick, like touch on, I mean, you, you spoke on Final Fantasy. I mean, we've seen horror games do really well in remakes with uh, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, right? Like, yeah, there's there's definitely a market for remaking and like way upping the gameplay quality on these older horror games. That's 100% too. True. Um, Resident Evil 2 had an opposite problem of compared to Dead Space where I feel like Resident Evil really had a fantastic story and fantastic mechanics, but I hated the camera angles so fucking much in that game to the point where it was almost unplayable until you get used to it. And then they fixed it in the remake. They didn't touch the story much because they didn't need to. The mechanics were still pretty good, but they changed the like they put it as an over the shoulder type view and that fixed everything I disliked about the game. They're really tapping into some potential here, boys. I'm really excited for it. Well, I'm glad that you're happy. So, um, I'm never happy. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all for our main stories, unless you guys had some closing thoughts on the Dead Space remake. Nope, super excited. All right, um, moving on to quick takes then. Um, last week we mentioned uh, Skate 4, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, they, they they pulled a JP and they were like, I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that what we're calling that now? No. <laughs> um, hey, hey, hey. Hey, there were, there were. I'm working on it. The balls on the people. There was motion capture and there was flippy tricks. What more do you want? I want, I want to see some like live gameplay. I don't want to see them capping the, like, I don't want to see the camera you know, videotaping the mocap. I don't I don't want to see how the sausage gets made, all right? I don't need that. <laughs> I okay, here's the thing. We got a trailer likes like the developers promised us, but it is Peaches is right, it's not gameplay at all. Not much about the game. Instead, they're showing us like how they're breaking down the tricks. They've got pro skaters in here with those tracking suits on themselves and trackers on their boards. And they're like perfecting the way that these tricks are going to look in the game. And I completely disagree with you, Peaches. I think that's extremely cool. I love watching how this is going to come together, because if you remember the view of skate, like, sure, you see the world, but like mostly the focus is on the skateboard and the player's feet for most of the game because that's the point of the game. It's a skate game. And watching these people pull it together this way, I it, it makes me so excited. It looks so fucking cool. And you know what? You must really hope they don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's even better here? Zach, you actually like to skateboard. What do you think of this trailer? That was skateboarding. you nailed it on the head right there there was skateboarding in it some guy did a trick some guy broke a skateboard some guy fell that's skateboarding that's skateboarding guys that's skateboarding baby there are wheels rolling 
Trucks I'm going to turn. say what's on everybody's mind. I didn't see a single Tony Stonks. All right. He wasn't wow. there at all. Yeah, that's unplayable. Literally unplayable. Literally can't so, play it right now. So I wonder how Tony Hawk feels about the skate franchise since it directly competed with his franchise. I'm sure he's just fine with it. He's he's, he's rolling in money from. He's Tony fucking Hawk. Baby. Tony Hawk is the chillest guy I've ever met. People like he me, really they're like, you is. look like someone I know. And then Tony's like, oh, really? Who? And they go like that Tony Hawk guy. And he goes, I am Tony Hawk. And they're like, no way. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> Did you guys ever know anybody like back in the day? Like, wasn't there like a Tony Hawk brand of shoes? And like, you were the coolest kid in school if you had the Tony Hawk shoes. Oh hell yeah! Am I just, yeah, am I I just making up stuff? Like, does no one else remember Tony no, Hawk you're shoes? In a different. That's the different dimension shit. <laughs> I know that Shaquille O'Neal makes shoes. Does he really? Uh, yeah, sells them at Walmart. Can you guys tell me what the skull and bones thing's about? Because I'm looking at it and I'm like, ooh, that says Kotaku. Okay, so there's that. definitely okay, yeah. I just real, I just real quick want to say there is. I just googled it to make sure I'm not crazy. There, <laughs> there is Tony Hawk shoes. Damn, JP, we almost had him. We almost had him. <laughs> All right, so uh, Skull and Bones. Okay, here's the point. I'm really excited for Skate. I know that technically we're on the level of there's news about when we're receiving news for news in this weird metagame that EA is playing with Skate right now. I don't care. I'm enjoying watching the game coming together. I'm excited to get news at all, to be honest with you, because I didn't even know that this project was going to be a thing until like a little while ago, as in like a few episodes ago when we first started talking about it. I'm very excited. JP? Yes, Zach? I'm happy. You're happy. Come on, Zach. How are you not more pumped up for this? This is going to be fantastic. We haven't seen anything. It's going to be good. You literally watch a trailer of people saying, oh, that'll be cool. And some skateboarding. And it was fucking sick. I really wonder what the story of skate is going to be. Probably garbage like the first three. (laughs) Yeah. What's the story in each skate game was the same. It's like, oh, man. The new skaters in town. I wonder if he's good. And then, like, and then, Tony Hawk's like, we're going to go to space. <laughs> Tony Hawk, like, doesn't fuck around. Tony Hawk is like, all right, you're 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 in the fucking, uh, you know, skate park. The clip. Go, go the get clip, the letters. And, uh, skate those letters. Skate is like, your dog broke his leg, and he needs you to make money <laughs> to save up for his surgery. That's So you're going to have to do a bunch of pop shove Better story than The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> JP, can we can we talk about the, the blood stuff now? JP? Fine. All right, so... Um, Hold on, I think JP has something else. JP, what else do you want to no, say? No, 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 I'm... No, I'm done, I'm done. I'll shut up then. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, if I, who here uh, remembers Skull and Bones from, like, 2018 uh, E3? I was in high... Wait, no, wait. We were not in high school then. I thought you said 2013. Yes, we were. Or we were all seniors. Did I say 2013? Oh. I thought I said 2018. No, I'm looking on the, the, the article. It says 2013. Does it say? Uh, I thought it said 2018. Skull and Bones development began, but you might be somewhere else. Oh, hands I, on demo 2017. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all that aside. So Skull and Bones uh, initially was supposed to be just like an expansion for Assassin's Creed with a you know multiplayer boat combat. And then it took on a whole life of its own, 
And apparently now it has become a development nightmare for Ubisoft trying to figure out like what to do with it. And I mean, I don't really have much to say other than I think this is hysterical. Like, <laughs> the, I, like <laughs> I mean, come on. It could like, have happened to a better company. <laughs> I, I would love for this to happen to, you know, every, you know, I'd love for this to happen to EA, you know, right? Like this is. This is hysterical. They they are sinking a ton of money into a project they can't figure out how to make work. Whereas EA just is like, all right, well, they go to Bioware and they say, hey, we need Anthem. And Bioware is like, all right, well, we've had to scrap it two times. Can we have like an extra year to work on it? And they're like, no, we need it this year. <laughs> and then they no. release Anthem. <laughs> so, I like the comment by the Ubisoft developer throwing shade. I want to read that out. I forgot what it was, to be honest. It's too big to fail. Just like the banks in the U.S. Oh my God, this We're, is probably gonna suck. <laughs> oh, and you know why that's a shame? It's because Assassin's Creed Black Flag is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair take. I mean, um, I liked it a lot, but I will say it takes a long time to get into. Like, I had to give that game four hours to get going. Hey, that's better than World of Warcraft. I would argue that a game that provides like 40 to 50 hours of gameplay. I mean, that's not terrible. Because it, it kind of pulls a Red Dead Redemption 2 where it's got that sequence at the beginning with Black Flag. It's on the island where you're just getting started collecting coconuts. I don't remember exactly what you're doing. <laughs> but after that, oh my God, Black Flag did so much to switch up the Assassin's Creed formula and I fucking loved it. And then Assassin's Creed went, went right back to their bullshit the next game, but God, Black Flag was good. Anyway, so this cost Ubisoft more than $120 million so far, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I I can't see Skull and Bones doing anything good now. Right, like... Um, there's a there's like a cheaper version of the game on Steam called like like Black Wake or something like that. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it it's just ship combat and like to regain health you drink tea and you just run around your ship and shoot cannons at the other guys and there's like a live voice chat where you can hear everybody screaming if they're close <laughs> enough to your boat. It, it's it's chaotic and it <laughs> seems funny. Chaz, what was that TikTok he sent us? I don't know. I've sent you guys a lot of those. The one where <laughs> the guy's driving his boat. Oh, are you talking about the Sea of Thieves one where he yeah. drives right down the middle of the fucking <laughs> ship combat? He's like, I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. <laughs> I think the Sea of Thieves came out and these guys were like, fuck. I, it's gotta be because Sea of Thieves did ship combat. So great. So much fun. <laughs> passing through. <laughs> I sleep at a bad time to pass through. <laughs> I know uh, in Sea of Thieves, uh, me and my buddies used to get our lanterns and like I would have like a bluish tinted lantern one and they would have a normal lantern and we flash our lights on and off like we were the police chasing after these boats. (laughs) That's good. To wrap up this brief hot take. JP. Yes. Do your best giant depression while you do this. No, no, (laughs) we don't. We don't. We don't have time. Hold on, I could do this. I can do this. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just the first, uh, just the first paragraph. Just the first paragraph. A few people said it was cursed. Others simply had no idea what they were supposed to be making. Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing, said one former developer. 
That was awful. <laughs> hey, honestly, I had a good time. I'm glad. All right, we got one more to go, and <laughs> I'm actually pretty interested in this last one. What do we have, Peaches? So, a uh, collectors are pretty stumped at why a shrink wrap sealed box of Super Mario 64 sold for one and a half million when like the previous record for a, like a similar item was like 300,000 to 400,000. Who bought this for one and a half million dollars? I don't, I, I, I'm pretty sure they deliberately don't give the name because you know people would be going after this guy on Twitter. Like, Just what troll the, the fuck were you thinking? One and a half million? Well, that's just, like, this guy might deserve a little bit of scorn. <laughs> he is clearly bad with money. <laughs> well, I, I assume if he's got that much money, he's probably really good. I, maybe maybe I this mean, is going to be a tax write-off. Like, maybe, maybe he'll say it's art and he gets a tax write-off for donating it. I mean, they even showed a picture. Let's just admire this. If you, it's saying that it was a single shrink-wrapped sealed box copy of Super Mario 64 in mint condition. That's pretty cool. But is it worth one and a half million dollars? You know, I have a Super Mario World on my Nintendo Switch. I'll give you $4 for it because that is all I have to my name. I have Super Mario World on my Nintendo 3DS. $6. Pretty sure I've got Super Mario World on my Wii U. If I still had my Wii U. You said Wii U. That brought it down to $3. <laughs> and values lost. You are now going to have to pay me if you want me to take that piece of garbage. Um, so... Guys, basically, everybody's dumbfounded. All the professionals, such as the Video Game History Foundation and Cone Owner Retro Game Store, Pink Gorilla, I could understand the logic behind a lot of extensive ones. This felt like the first one I understand the why. <laughs> yeah. When other collectors are looking at your purchase and saying, huh, <laughs> why? You know huh. you did something wrong. Yeah. But also, they got one and a half million to blow on a video game, so they're probably like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. <laughs> this thing's gonna hold its value like crazy, baby. <laughs> I gotta assume that, like, the release of the Mario, like, 3D collection kind of hurt the price of um, like, what a Mario 64 would sell for, right? Like, I mean, I get there's, like, a vintage, like, value to it. Like, it's an OG cartridge for this n64 but like there's there's also value that it was like that was the only way you could play mario 64 without like an emulator right it's really hard to when things like this happen when games like the super mario collection got released it's really hard to tell whether that's gonna tank the original like the value of the original copy or not it's really up to the collectors it's almost like that moment of like i need an adult and it's like i am an adult <laughs> <laughs> it's like when things like that happen all the collectors kind of look amongst themselves and they're like well what's gonna happen and then one random person just yells the price will drop and then they all agree <laughs> with each other they're just like yep yep price drops price drops they don't know what the fuck is going on yeah it's just confidently fucking guessing but aren't we all yeah no kidding Zach would you like to talk about games that are being released this week. Of course. On July 28th, we have Chernobyl Light coming to PC. 
Again on that day, we have The Forgotten City coming to PS5, PS4, the Xbox Series X slash S. I can just say Xbox Series, can I? I'm going to say Xbox Series. Sure. I'm pretty right. sure that's what we've been We doing. should honestly just start saying Xbox Series. And then Xbox One and PC. Then on July 29th, we have three games coming. First is Eldest Souls coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Switch and PC. Then we have Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered series coming to PC, iOS, Android, and definitely not consoles for some Boo! reason. Boo! Boo! <laughs> then we have Boo! The Ascent, which is one of those highly touted Game Pass launch games. Actually, you're pretty good stuff. Uh, it's coming to the Xbox Series and Xbox One and PC. Then we have on July 30th, Alone With You, coming to Nintendo Switch. On August 3rd, we have Lemniscate coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC, The Ramp. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. And then the next game is The Ramp coming to PC. <laughs> kind of like fuse those <laughs> together. The Ramp. The Ramp. Where's The Ramp, Zach? I don't it's, know. It, well, you the know, Lemniscate is also coming out for The Ramp. The, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you play it on your, <laughs> while you do a 360. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the next day, August 4th, my time at Portia. Port, Portia? I, Portia? I honestly could be either. I've been corrected saying it both ways, so even I don't know, and I've put like a lot of hours into this game. That game that Peach has got corrected for. I'm going to go with Portia. My, my time at Portia is coming to iOS and Android. And then Dungeon Defenders Awakened is coming to Switch. All right, guys. So we didn't have a hype up game. But, but I played Pokemon Unite All and right. it was really fun. It's already out. And uh, if you listen to this episode day one, I think you still have time to get the launch bonus there or if you download the game and do the tutorial. All right, Zach. So here's the thing. I want to hear more about this game, but we are already about to hit an hour. So I'm putting a timer on. You have 15 seconds to talk about how much you love this game. Go. Super cute Pokemon. I get to play as a Gibble running around. Um, it's pay to win, but it's just casual. So it's just kind of fun. It's Pokemon MOBA, but it's actually good. And it's only 10 minutes long. So people can't be so mean to you. <laughs> so people can't be mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I gotta, I, stop I, being mean to me. <laughs> I've gotten flamed a lot on Rocket League. I have yet to be flamed on Pokemon Unite. I can't even troll. Like it's kind of annoying, but I'm also happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the game is very stompy. It's it uh, other than that, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Boys, that episode was full of a lot of mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started off heavy, and I think uh I don't know, I'm conflicted. I'm just happy episode's over. I hate to I'm lessen just, uh, the impact of how serious the first thing we talked about was. Who's our fucking script writer? Yeah, whoever that guy is, he <laughs> needs to go to sleep right now because he's been up all night. I thought you were going to play Pokemon <laughs> with me. Ah, ah, so it's Peaches! <laughs> <laughs> JK, I knew it was you. In fact, I assigned you that job. <laughs> oh. Oh, indeed, sir. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we getting out of here? Yes, we are. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. You who just, just got, got their game team? Oh, my God. I wanted it. I know. I said who. And then one of you guys was going to say you. 
Who got the game tea? I got you the game You got the game tea. Yeah. Bye. Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.